months ago, U.S. Special Forces launched an assault, killing Ben Khalid and his terrorist organization. Six heroes who risked their lives to stop Ben Khalid from carrying out his threat to attack this country. We're blown. The whole squad. What? Ben Khalid's people found us. All right, welcome back to 24 Faithful Podcast. Glad to have you here. We are a little light on on host this week, uh, Joel. We're we're joined by Joel uh, Wood. Uh, glad to have you here, buddy. Um, I know you're looking yes. forward to today. And yes, I am. We are missing um, our resident. Uh, what do we want to call him? Our resident. Uh, yeah, our resident know-it-all. He actually did. Here's the funny <laughs> thing. Bradley. Bradley is unavailable today. He was in Gettysburg, South Dakota last week, and I think he intended mm-hmm. on being in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and got lost on the way. And all I can okay. figure is, is Josh must have like went to try to find him and save him. I don't know. Cause Josh, we're missing Josh as well. So, um, just the two of us okay. today, but, um, I heard, I heard, I heard that, uh, jo- that Josh packed up the minivan and, um, went, went out on the road to look for him. <laughs> took the wife and kids, everything. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they made lost. a family trip out of it. Yeah. They're lost somewhere in the Midwest. <laughs> so it's just Joel and I this week. Um, but you know, for those of you who have been around a while, uh, with the 24 podcast, you know, Joel, you and I did a few on our own, uh, back a while ago. So this is, this yeah, is it used fun to be to, kind of a thing. Back to it. Yeah. It's fun to get back to it. And, uh, before we get started, I think it's important to, to mention as we always do that we've partnered with whip clips and the TV showtime app and Joel, you weren't with us. I don't think last week when we talked about following each other, are you on there? Should I, should I be following you? Um, I don't think I'm on there. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, should be. It's pretty cool. We I, we I found out, should be. We found out that Bradley has watched over three months of TV. It gives you a full like viewing time for the ones that you've watched. Three months. <laughs> That's a lot of TV. Uh, <laughs> so 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 he's so we pretty much know that he has no social life whatsoever. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and he started when he was seven. Uh, so. <laughs> We are we are here today. I, I asked Josh when he let me know he wasn't going to be here if he had any trivia, and he did not have any. So we're gonna we're gonna skip the trivia today, um, and well, we're just gonna we're gonna jump right into like the most. Josh. Yeah, I know, right? We're gonna jump into the probably the <laughs> most important part that we need to talk about from uh, episode five, and that is mm-hmm. Joel. You were right. Yes, I was. Um, <laughs> And I hate to say that I told you so, but, but I told you so you did. I think if I remember right, Ben was number one on your list of people that were going to die. Wasn't he? Yes, he was number one. And I, and if you go back and look at previous podcast, I said that by as in before episode six, Ben was going to be gone. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are. Episode number five, Which, and Ben bit the bullet. Yep, that was a that was a good scene. That I was I was surprised. <laughs> like part of me was like, "Is Eric going to shoot him?" Because Jack Bauer might have shot somebody in that situation for the greater good. Maybe not his best friend, I guess. But uh, so I'm like, I think they did a good job of kind of making you wonder. It's like I'm pretty sure he's not going to do it, but. Is he going to do it? Let's put it this way. If, if Chloe was in Ben's shoes and Jack was in Eric's shoes, I don't think Jack would have shot Chloe. True. Valid point. 
but they made you think about it. And uh, I really yeah. love the, the, you know, the, the interaction with him and Gabriel and how, you know, Gabriel's testing him, you know, and it's like, are you going to do it? And if he had done it, then it wouldn't have gone very well. I don't, I don't think it was going to end well either way. Um, I have, I really believe that Gabriel intended on killing him at some point anyways, but it prolonged it a little bit. But uh, I think as soon as, the, as soon as the meeting was set up, I knew Grimes was dead. Right. Well, and they showed that preview. They showed the I preview of him on their knees, you know, with the guns behind him, and it's like, oh, this isn't going to end well. And you know, you know, Eric's not yeah, going to die. I mean, come on, Eric's not going obviously. To die. So if somebody's going to die, we all know who it was going to be. But yeah, when there they got to, to there, that, has to be an emotional investment. There has yep. to be an emotional investment. Something to send Eric over the edge. They sent Jack over the edge when mm-hmm. Renee died. Right. That yep. trigger that sends him over the edge and losing Ben in addition to the other army rangers that died. Mm-hmm. The trigger that just snaps inside of his head. Yeah. And you could see it too. I mean, at that point it was like, He's doing everything he can to stay undercover, but at the same time, he's like, you can just see in his mind, he's like, the first chance I get, I'm shooting this guy. <laughs> like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. kill him necessarily because I need information from him, but I'm going to shoot him. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some satisfaction out of this. And I, I loved his line after he shoots him in the knee, and he's like, if you move, I will shoot you in the other knee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, and and the, thing, the thing that I want to point out, and I kind of made note of it, um, yesterday, um, Gabriel was only was only on one episode, and he was only in it for mm-hmm. like what, maybe five, ten minutes. Yeah, it wasn't very long at all. I had I had more believability in him as the main villain the than Jadala Ben Khalid. <laughs> like if he were, if he would have been true. the main villain, I would have believed it. I would have had believability right. in that. Right, Jadala just doesn't strike me as a main villain. I mean, he just killed his first person in the last episode. Mm-hmm. So how are we, so how are we supposed to believe that, that he's capable of carrying out these big, huge terrorist attacks mm-hmm. when he just took his first life an hour ago? Right. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's, maybe he's the gentleman's terrorist. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. It, but I gotta it, say, let's, there is such a thing. <laughs> let's, let's, go to, let's go to Jadala then. I mean, that, that scene as well. I, I really, I enjoyed that. And I, I love the way they kind of played it up by, you know, the, the other guy, I can't remember what, the, what his buddy's name was or the guy that worked for him. Um, but the way they played it up as him, as him, as him saying, Oh, you're not going to do it. You can't do it. You haven't taken somebody's life. And he's like, you're right. And then he's like, never mind. <laughs> like, I think. And then as, <laughs> as soon as he starts saying, you've never taken a life before, you can't do it. You knew he was going to die. Right. It's like you can't call me out in front of all my guys and then expect to like move on after that. Yeah, and then expect everything to just be you know hunky dory and and normal and everything like that. No. But let's be honest. I think you're right. If Jadala was the main bad guy, like suppose they're making him out to be so far, he would have done that the first time the guy did that. Because I mean, remember, this is the yeah. second time that this guy has completely went behind his back and called his bluff, and the first time he let him slide. And I said in an earlier episode, I would have dropped him right there if I was Jadala. I mean, and the and the first time he did it, he he was the one that held the gun up to Jadala. Yeah, like any main villain, as soon as he would have put that gun down, I would have took the gun and put one in his head. 
Right. <laughs> or you would have told one of your guys it. to do it. Yeah. One of the way, one of the two. We, 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 it would it would have been one of those take them out back and then you know ra- put a couple rounds in them and that would have been it. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, th- I, I, th- I think that's the. I think you're right. I don't know. I, I Jadologist. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where but, it fits in. But you but you got you got to understand one thing. It wouldn't be 24 if there was just one main bad guy. Right. Very true. Like even in the short, even in Live Another Day, which was also twelve episodes, there was three bad guys. Right. There was Margot, there was um, Adrian Cross, mm-hmm. and of course the director. But then there was Chang. Yep. So there was three. There was three main bad guys there. So I think I don't think Jadal is going to be the only bad guy that we're going to come across. No, I agree. Within the course of the season. You know, going back to Gabriel, there was that one line he said right at the end um, when when uh, Eric asked him, you know, why are you working with terrorists? And he's like, I don't work with terrorists. I'm a patriot. Yeah. To Joel Wood, who has the magic eight ball of 24. <laughs> what does he mean? What does he mean by that? What's he hinting at? Because I, I don't think that was an idle line. I think I think he really believed that he was being patriotic, which we've seen our fair share of villains in 24 who felt like they were being patriotic and completely destroyed everything, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, what, what's he mean well, by that? Well, remember, remember, Gabriel is the former Starkwood employee. Mm-hmm. Starkwood went under. Um, he kind of branched out on his own. But I think what he's, by saying that he's a patriot, I think that's him saying that he believes in his cause. Mm-hmm. He's, um... I don't know how to say this, but it's kind of it's kind of like I, I reference it to Die Hard, and the you know the Die Hard of Bruce Willis where he's facing this guy, coincidentally named Gabriel, <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's sending down all these new all these computers and viruses and stuff like that, and when they ask him why he's doing it, he says. He's doing it because he's showing that he's showing America that their defense system is vulnerable. Right. And everything that he's doing can be fixed if they pay him. <laughs> so <laughs> so what he's doing was he in his mind, he was doing it for the good of the country. Right. But at the same time, he wanted to be compensated for undoing everything that he was done. Mm-hmm. So I think so I think Gabriel in his mind believes that what he's doing is for the good of the country. Even though nobody else sees it that way. <laughs> I, I just I mean I th- I could see him as the main guy bad guy, but at the same time I really think he was like a middleman. I mean I, I want to see what the connection between him and like Henry Donovan is, or Luis probably more so. Because I have a feeling there's a connection there. I have a feeling that that somehow that's connected and there's a reason uh you know the the there's a reason that Jadala got the, the the arms, and we know that Henry was the one that leaked the names of the the Rangers to Jadala. So there's a connection yes. there, and I'm curious who it is because when there's a connection like that, I mean, there's got to be somebody above. There's got to be somebody that's pulling strings beyond um, Henry and Gabriel, and maybe it's Luis. But I'm really not even sure it's Luis necessarily. Maybe it's Chang. <clears throat> Let's blame Chang. 
<laughs> yeah, the guy that got his head cut off and live another. <laughs> what the, 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 the headless the headless Chinese man. Hey, <laughs> twenty four man. Oh, uh, I I think I think Henry Donovan is, is knows more than he's letting on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I, I have a hard time. I mean, Luis is an evil guy, but I have a hard time believing he's the one pulling the strings. Right. Um, so, so I think Henry knows more than he's. Terrorist. Yeah, he's he's kind of not the one that handles all the ground activities, but he's not the one that makes the final call. Right. Um. So I think Henry knows more than he's letting on. Um. I'm still not. You know, I've kind of relented a little bit on Rebecca, but I'm still <laughs> not completely. <laughs> I'm still, still not completely one hundred. I'm still not one hundred percent sold on her being legit mm-hmm. and then and then you gotta think you gotta think too it wouldn't be 24 without a mole inside ctu right and so far we haven't been let in on that yet yep um my money's on keith um okay. even though even though i think he's le- even though i think he's legit if you look at the ones we've been we've been privy to so far you know him Locke, andy mariana He's the one that looks right. the most like a traitor. <laughs> so I think, I think I still don't know who the main one pulling the strings is. Like, to be honest, I really don't know. Cause it has to be somebody unless they're pulling a bit to Drazen and, you know, Ben Khalid's not really dead. Um, I can't figure out who will be pulling the strings. Right. And that's the, that's the part that's got me confused. Cause I know it's not Jadala. I have right. a hard time believing yeah. he's the, the main guy behind all of this. I will say I one thing, though. I will say one thing. As far as the, the cell that was activated, I think that, and I got into a discussion about this with one of the guys in the 24 Legacy group. I think Isaac's drug cartel is one of those cells. Oh. Him knowingly or people within his unknowingly, unknowingly. Okay, I think I think because I think they're gonna find some way to tie what's going on with Isaac yeah, you've back got into what's going. On. Yep, you've, I, you have. To. I think they're gonna because the, it just seems too. It just seems too out of place to me. Like mm-hmm. every everything else that's happening, like even even with the mirror, it's all tying into the main plot. Right. Except for the, except for that storyline. So is that so where I Aisha comes in? Gonna, it could be. It could be. She could be the. She could be the one in charge. Um, and she was just using Isaac to get close. But I think once they set off, because remember Isaac got everybody's phones in the last mm-hmm. episode. Yep. So I think I think that activation code is going to get sent out, and one of those phones in that box is going to go off. It's gonna start vibrating. Yeah, and <laughs> and that's and, and and that's and that's when it's gonna be. And then Isaac and Eric are gonna be forced to work together to stop them. Mm-hmm. That's what I. That's what I think is gonna is gonna happen. It's not just one guy turning on Isaac. All of them are gonna be doing it. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's. I a, mean, that's just my opinion, anyway. I, I think it's a, a great theory because you're right. There really is no connection to the two besides the fact that Nicole's there. There's there's no connection. 
But I mean, why are yeah. why are they showing Isaac doing this deal with with a rival, you know, cartel or whoever the other guy was? You know, why are they showing Aisha deciding that, you know, like initially I think it was, oh, Aisha doesn't like the fact that Nicole's there because then Nicole's the ex and, and this is weird and she knows that he still has feelings for her and blah, blah, blah. But I think you're right. I mean, there's there's gotta be some yeah. way to tie it together. Um you know, so it's it, it'll be interesting. And I think, you know, seeing Isaac kind of come a little bit unhinged was interesting in this episode because he was pretty mm-hmm. calm and collected at the end of the, the the episode before when he, when he got Nicole, uh, you know, got him away from the cops, got her away from the cops. He was pretty calm and collected and, you know, you knew that he was going to go after Aisha, but I mean, he, he kind of got a little unhinged. I mean, to the point that he like throws down Nicole on the ground and, and just about loses it. <laughs> He 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 was calm, cool, and collected at the end of the last episode. But it was, it was one of those things where you could look at his face and could tell that he was about to the boiling point. Right. Like even when even when he was talking, you could tell that he was at the boiling point. That at his first opportunity, he was going to go off. Mm-hmm. And I think that's and I think that's what happened with once he got back to the to the house. I think that's the point that he decided that he came unhinged because he saw everybody in there knowing that he almost got killed hanging out and everybody was everybody was standing around like they didn't know what was going on. (laughs) That would make, that that would make me upset. Right. Come on, (laughs) do something. So I know (laughs) like I almost, I almost got killed today and y'all just standing around laughing and chilling. Right. That was, that would have, you know, just, Mm -hmm. I do have a hard time though. Like, you know, he makes the comment and the other guy that came in and talked to Nicole made the comment. Well, ever since you left, things haven't been the same. Like Isaac's just not the same person, but I mean, you've got to assume that, I mean, at least I've assumed that it's been a while since they've been there. I mean, Eric, you know, served as an army ranger. That's not something you do in like six weeks time. You know what I mean? Like he was in the military for a while. So I, I get this feeling that they've been gone and out of that life for a while, but yet Isaac and this guy that works for him are still blaming that as why Isaac is having the issues he's having now. And I'm like, really? I mean, is that really what it is? Or are you just like starting to really lose control of things now? But you can tell that he's get, it's, he's not just pissed. He's paranoid. Like he feels like one thing goes wrong and he's, he's done. Like not only does he lose control, like he's probably dead. Yeah. I think I think I don't think it's necessarily like I think he's been in a a depressed state since Nicole left. Mm-hmm. And not being the same since she left, probably her being back because he was probably away right. from her from all that time. Right. So her yeah. being back probably brought up those old wounds. Right. And I think that's part of what's what's you know making him upset mm-hmm. because. Not thinking you know, clearly. He was, he was over. Cause he, cause he told Nicole in the first episode when she was there, he was like, I've been over you for a while. Right. Which so, is easy to say when she's I not think, around, right? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's easy to say when, you know, she's not there for four, two to four years. Right. But her being back probably brought up those old wounds. And I mentioned, I mentioned it, um, last week that I think, um, it's going to cause some family drama between him and Eric. Yeah. Cause I think, cause I think he realizes that he still has feelings for Nicole. Mm-hmm. So I think one of two things is going to happen. 
either one, him and Eric are going to have to team up. His gang is one of the cells, so we're going to have to team up to stop him because nobody knows more about his crew than him. Right. Or, or B, the drama with Nicole is going to come between them again, and it's going to come to a showdown between Isaac and Eric, in which one of them mm-hmm. probably, more likely Isaac, is going to die. <laughs> right, yeah. I think you're right. It's not going to be Eric, so. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not going to be Eric. Yeah. I'm, no, but I'm, was, going, I'm going more toward A. Yeah. That that was an interesting, I mean, watching that interaction. And then I love the scene right at the end with Isaac and, and Nicole where they get really close. And you're like, okay, really? Like this again? And then Nicole just says, if you ever touch me again or don't ever touch me again. <laughs> and it was just like, uh-huh. she didn't say it, but it's like, I will shoot you myself. <laughs> like, I am not messing around. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like, it's, it's like I said, she has more authority about her than Terry did. Um, right. Because she's, she's like, don't ever touch me again. And when you see him get that close, you think that, you know, I keep waiting for them to kiss and right. then for this That's whole was happen. thing oh to be God. started up again. Yeah. But then for her to get that close and then say, don't ever touch me again. That just, that just lets you know right there that she's capable of defending herself. Mm-hmm. Like she, <laughs> she's not, she's not just a, a army wife who sits at the home, who sits at home and bakes biscuits all day. Right. <laughs> so she knows how to handle herself. Well, and you saw a little bit of her, you know, I mean, like she grew up there, you know, she grew up in that environment. She grew up in a hard neighborhood. So like you see a little bit of that coming out again, you know, she's not the, I I live in the suburbs with my, you know, with my husband, who's a, you know, an army ranger and all this anymore. Like, like she, you're right. Like there was a little bit of a, I can take care of myself. And I Mm -hmm. think Isaac completely believed her when he told, she told him not to touch her again. I think, I think he was like, Oh, Yep. Okay. So because Isaac, because Isaac, that's that's Isaac's ex. So if anybody knows that she can handle herself, <laughs> it's him. <laughs> so he probably he probably knows that. Okay, she's serious. You know, she can, she'll do something if I touch her again. Right. Yeah. So that um, was. I mean, that was interesting. That was. It was. I think you're right. I think it's getting closer to something happening that caused those two storylines to come together somehow. Um, and they got they got to interconnect eventually. Right. So let's see. Let's talk about uh, the other interesting one was uh, Amira and Kassan's father shows up randomly. And yes. that was interesting because immediately Which, you see how excited Amira was and how yes. unexcited Kassan was. <laughs> and you kind of you had to picture that because obviously the, the girl's going to be more excited to see her father than... The, right. the man right um so it was kind of expected mm-hmm. um and as soon as i saw him i thought to myself okay he would make a better convincing bad guy than jadala that's what i thought at first. <laughs> when i first saw him i'm like oh this guy's like in charge right like it's their dad and he's the one that's pulling <laughs> the strings like kind of uh oh what was their names in uh season one or season two which season was that where you had the dad and the brother and the son and the the wife and they were all ter- terrorists. Why can't I think of their names? Oh, what was that? Was the Drazens, wasn't it? No, they were they were Middle Eastern. Um, the son was dating somebody or something. What the? Crap? Oh, that was uh, a. That was season two. Yeah. 
What was her name? But you know what I'm talking dating, about. Um, like that's what I expected I it to be. About. I expected it to be yeah, something like that, bad. where it's like the dad's the not the mastermind necessarily, but he's the head of the cell, or he's you know he's somewhere in the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And you find out that far from it, like he is appalled that his kids are doing something like this. Like he's like, this is not the way we act. Yeah. This, you know, I don't even want to know what you guys are doing, you know, and and you better stop. (laughs) We're going home right now. And that, you know, causes Mm -hmm. the fight where Kassan beats the crap out of him. And I, I I still don't think Amir is completely sold. I I still don't know if she's going to go through with things. And if she does, I don't think she's a hundred percent committed because over and over again, you have this look like when she, when she ties him up, like when she gets the duct tape, I think it was more out of fear of what her brother would do if she didn't than it was out of belief in what she was doing. Well, you got this, this whole, like I saw the promo for, for next week's episode and it sounds as if she's going through with it. Cause she says it's right. too late to be stopped. Right. But this, this whole Amira situation reminds me too much of Beirut from season four, mm-hmm. like the unwilling, the unwilling participant that's going through with the terrorist attack. Right. Yeah. Um, it, remind, it reminds me a lot of that, except for the fact that the father has no idea what's going on this time. Right. right. Um, but I, I think, I think her time's coming to an end too. I don't think mm-hmm. she's gonna, I don't think she's gonna make it. But maybe one or two more episodes, and then she's probably gonna be gone. Yeah. Because um, once the once the terrorist attack goes through, there's really no more need for her. Right. Um, unless unless Eric catches her or something like that, but. Other than that, once the attack once the attack goes through or doesn't go through, there's not She's too done. much you can do from a from a storyline perspective for right. her. Um, right. So I think so. I think of course she's not going to make it through un, unscathed. You know <laughs> something's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She's either going to get arrested or she's going to die. One of the two. Um, she's not just going to you know do the do the attack and then go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so then go back to your regular life. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> go back, go back to school the next day, and I like nothing happened. Right. What did you do um, over the weekend? I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I didn't do nothing. I just blew up a bridge. What did you do this weekend? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, and you know, she, they they did in the promo. They had that comment where she says, "Too late to go back," and you can kind of tell, like, when her dad said, "Call nine one one" or "Call the police." Like the look in her eye was, "I've gone too far. Like I can't do that. Like the things that I've mm-hmm. done." there's no going back from. And so I think out of fear of the consequences of the things she's already done, she's going to continue doing what her brother wants her to do. And I mean, it's, judging- only, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time for the people at the hospital realize that she's the one that. Right. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, Hey, this guy was alive. It's got to be some right. cameras and somewhere. She goes running out of the hospital and yeah. And I mean, my question was, we're going back a couple episodes here, but I'm going to say this because I forgot to mention it at the time. Where was this kid's mom when she's running out of the hospital room? Like, wouldn't the mom would have, like, she was there. You know, why wasn't she like standing right there? Hey, what are you running out for? Nothing, nothing. No worry. Nothing. I left the stove on at home. Did the mother go home to change clothes or, or get some things ready or what? Where, where was the mother during all this? She went down to the waiting room with a bag of <laughs> chips and a soda. <laughs> she comes back up and her son's dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what happened? He was just fine. That's right. You said he was getting better. Um, <laughs> he, 
so we have you know we have Amira, and, and the, judging by the promo, I think there's going to be some action in episode six. Like it looks like there's an attack. Like mm-hmm. Harris brings whatever he has, and Kassan and Amira and their their uh, their cell uh, go forward with the attack. My question is, does this lead Jadala to say, well, if one's going, we're going to do them all? Like, just call them on the phone. I don't know what we have to do, but like, get these out. Let's do it now. You know, does that does that lead to him getting as many of the cells activated as he can as quickly as he can to try to to cause this mass hysteria that he's trying to cause? Well, we've got to remember the reason he hasn't set them all off already is because the list was damaged. Yeah. They're trying to repair that list. So he may not have all of them um, ready to go yet. So does he trickle um, them out as he gets them? He might, or he might just use that attack as a warning, a warning shot and maybe put out like a message, like a message or something like that. Um, kind of like you, kind of like you see in all kind of like Margot did and you see in all mm-hmm. these movies and you see in all these 24 seasons yep. where he puts a message out saying that, you know, this was just a warning, a warning sign. More attacks will follow if you do not, you know, meet my demands or something like that. Right. Right. Because um, I don't think, because we we still got seven episodes left. So long if they're gonna, <laughs> so if they're gonna stretch Jadala throughout the whole season, then it doesn't make sense for him to go ahead and set off all the attacks next week right. or the next two weeks. But like you already um, said, which, I, mean, which I also, just think he's the main guy. So does he make it through? Yeah, which 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 also leads me to believe, well, first of all, he's not going to make it through. Let's right. just get that out of the way. <laughs> Jadala is not going to make it through. At some point, he's going to die. Right. Um, but I don't think he's the, he's the main guy. Like, I'm still holding on to my belief that Ben Khalid is not dead. Okay. Because if you look at 24 Legacy Season 1 and look at 24 Day 1 – Mm-hmm. The similarities are there. Right. Um, and I think the biggest similarity is the fact that Ben Khalid is supposedly dead, but never saw a body. Mm-hmm. Like we don't like all we know is they raided they raided his compound. Right. Never they say he killed they say they killed him, but we don't know for sure that he's actually dead. Like we thought we thought right. Richard Drazen was dead in, in day one up until what what was it? Midway through the season or something like that. Right. The end of the season when he came yeah. when he came in. Yeah. So up up until that point, we thought he was dead. So, but Jadala is under the impression he said that he saw the man that killed his father. Right. So Jadala is under the impression that Ben Khalid is dead. Correct. So maybe he so maybe he's operating from the shadows, or something like that, or maybe his maybe his son doesn't know he's alive. Mm-hmm. But I have a hard time believing that Jadala is the main guy pulling the strings. Right. Who, who knows? Maybe maybe they pull one out of the hat like they did in Live Another Day when they brought Chain back. We didn't think that any re- returning characters were going to be yeah. back except for Chloe and except for Chloe and Jack. We thought those were the only returning mm-hmm. characters, and then Chain came in toward the end of the season. So I was like, Chain. <laughs> see, and, <laughs> that's and the you- last person I expected to see. You you missed it when we were talking about it last week, but I mean, Chang was one of those characters that like you you kind of loved. Like he was a villain and you hated him, but like when he showed up, you're like, yes, it's Chang, cool. 
Which is kind of weird. Because he, because he, he was, he was one of Jack's, he was Jack's most worthy adversary. Right. Yeah. Like you, you can put Logan in there too, but Chang was the one that could fight fire with fire. Like Logan hid behind, you know, people. He hid Mm -hmm. behind everybody. Chang was out on the front lines. Right. Making sure that you got what you deserved. Anybody that can take Jack Bauer and nobody knows that he's taken and remove him to another country. (laughs) is pretty top notch. For a year, for, for a year, for a year and a half. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I think you know I I don't know, but yeah, Jadala I don't think's the main guy. Um, uh, you know, I don't think I think you're right. I don't and think Henry Donovan's not. Luis, I don't compa- think it's uh, aside from what you know, contrary to what you know Cody from Ohio believes. I was gonna say I he do not think the villain is uh <laughs> initials T A. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if there's a guy named Todd Adams that's coming into the season or what, but if it's not him, I don't know who he's talking about because well, it's definitely think, not Tony Almeida. Well, I was thinking Tony, but I'm sure Tony's actual name is Anthony, so his initials would actually be AA. So obviously that's not who. He's about. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 obviously, so we're, we're we're just gonna we're just gonna go with Todd Adams. When when do we see Tony show? Um, I mean, we're we're getting we're halfway through almost. It's well, being close, they, you, keep, um, they, keep, they keep previewing him in all the, uh, all the the teasers. Have you have you seen the press? Have you seen the press release for episode seven? No. Tell me about it. The press release for episode the press release for episode seven. I can't remember word for word, but it teases toward the end that um, Rebecca calls in outside help when Ooh. an interrogation breaks down. Mm. So that that could only mean one thing, and That's then true. when you look at the. And then when you look at the, you know, at the end of the press release, it has the people that are starring in that episode. Right. It has all the actors and it says guest starring Carlos Bernard. Nice. So he's actually in the press release for episode seven. Now, Josh said he was, he was contracted for seven episodes. So if that's the case, then he's going to have to appear at least by the end of episode six. Right. Like maybe, maybe that's the cliffhanger for episode six is him walking out of prison. That's very true. Or, um, or Rebecca walking in to talk to him or whatever. Yeah. I think you're maybe, right. Maybe, maybe she, maybe, maybe she's in the, in the waiting room and you know, they bring in Tony and he sits down across from her and that's how they end the episode. Yeah. Maybe that'd be a very, very good ending to an episode. That'd be, <laughs> and, and you can imagine that the, as soon as they show that everybody be like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I think I think that's what's probably going to happen, and then episode se- episode seven is going to start with Tony being being let out of prison. Because I mean, it's interesting. Like they said, oh yeah, Tony Tony's you know not not in the beginning and everything, but like all of the ads that they have for twenty four show him and like name Carlos Bernard as one of the people. It's so I mean, there he he's a big part of it, which you know he's going to be. I mean, it's Tony Almeida, so I mean obviously but yeah he's not he's not just he's not just gonna be here for a quick second and then go right he's not here for half an episode and then he gets killed or something i mean he's he's a major part (laughs) part of this of the plot which which is exciting but let's talk about uh let's talk about rebecca a little bit because here's one of those that i think bradley would bring up if he was here and maybe i'm wrong but you're really like you bring in henry donovan you're interrogating him and you're gonna let his daughter-in-law interrogate him uh, really like 
there's not even a conversation <laughs> about it. Like I could see it being like a, like kind of like we had with Jack several times where it's like, no, you, Jack, you're not interrogating this person. You're too close to this. No, damn it. I'm going to interrogate him. And he does it anyways, but not just like a, Oh yeah, Rebecca's going to interrogate. No. Then send, send <laughs> like, I don't know, Bailey in, even though I don't, I don't know that he does interrogations. He's more of just like a try not to get shot fields op guy, but uh, he he kind of he kind of reminds me of what Jack would do: go in there and, and slam your head on the table and tell you to right. tell him what he wants to know. <laughs> right. But I mean, was that weird? Like, in no normal circumstance, are you going to send in the daughter-in-law to interrogate her father-in-law? I mean, I just I mean, first of all, the one if there's one thing I'm disappointed in in Twenty Four Legacy so far, and there's not a lot, but if there's one thing I am disappointed in, is their lack of forced interrogations. Like these interrogations are just kind of <laughs> random and informal. Right. And it's just kind of it's it's kind of more like an interview session than it is an interrogation. <laughs> We'd like to ask you a question. You don't want to answer? Okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> that that's how that's how it is. And you gotta get the, the senator thing... to come in and yell at him. Like it's it's the senator that has to come in and be like, seriously, quit lying. <laughs> You're pulling this. <laughs> yeah, that was. Good. I mean, I I, and, and, I was impressed with Senator Donovan at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's that. He finally started to show some personality. Yeah, like in the previous four episodes, he's just kind of been like, uh, "Okay, well, we'll fix it," you know. Right. But this, but this episode, he's he's kind of you kind of saw his personality come out a little bit. Right. Yeah, and I, I think, reminded me. He kind of reminded me a little of David Palmer in this episode. A little bit, a little bit. I think, you know, that's what I was going to say. Was this episode that this is the first time that I was really able to say I like that character, like. I, I can identify with him. I, there's something to like about him. Like, because like you said, I mean, it was so bland before and it was, and maybe it was because it's like, well, is he just like a political guy that's just going to do whatever he can to get elected and blah, blah, blah. But now it's like, he has this air about him that, you know, my election be damned if the country's in trouble. Like, I don't yeah. care if I win, you know? And that's what I think I really liked about him. I think that's what really, you know, kind of caused me to really, like the character a lot more than that is you could see that you could see that he put, you know, above, he put the well-being of the country above his relationship with his father and his political campaign. And we're not talking about like running for mayor of a small town, like his campaign that he's been working on for years, you know, and his entire political career has been building up to this point. He's looking at and saying, that's not as important as the fact that, you know, army Rangers are dead and there's attacks against this country that are pending. Exactly. And so, I mean, that's, I, I was, I really like that. So you have, you have on the one side, you have really, you're having his daughter-in-law interrogate him. But on the other side, you have this really, really good scene with, um, you know, Senator Donovan, you know, kind of showing something finally. And, you know. And you, you gotta, you gotta look back to day one as well. Like at the, at the beginning, you know, David Palmer was the same way. He was kind of laid back. You know, easygoing. Okay, whatever, whatever, whatever happened, we'll fix it. You know, things like that. Right. And then it wasn't until about midway through the season that you started to, you know, see him kind of light a fire. It kind of mm-hmm. started around the time that informed him of the the secret that they've been holding with Keith and mm-hmm. his daughter. Right. Um. That's when you kind of saw, you know, a fire been lit under under David Palmer. And I think the same thing here. It took. A trigger, like even when Neil was being interrogated, he was like, "I don't think she did it. I don't think she right. did it." But you couldn't 
you, he wasn't convincing anybody because he was just speaking in the same monotone voice. Right. But when you when you when you hear him cut when you hear him bust through that door, like you could see it on his face, like when Henry started to deny everything, you saw on his face like the realization yeah. that I can't believe he's doing this. Right. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. he's doing this. And then he and then he bust through the door the way that business was about to pick up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I mean, so I, I know I that think, I think that's, a- you know, you have, you have Rebecca, who's, you know, a trained interrogator, we would assume, you know, has done this many times. And so she's trying to take it at the, the typical, you know, build some rapport, see what he's going to see, let him lay some of his cards on the table, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then circle back and say, but that's not what you said. Like, we've caught you lying now. And then you have, you know, John who's like, no, (laughs) like we're not dealing with like, I expect it. I think if they wouldn't have restrained him, I think he may have slammed his dad's head against the table, which would have been pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I would, I would have enjoyed it. Yeah, totally. It would have been good, but I think it's, it'll be interesting to see how that continues into the next episode. Like, where did they take that interrogation? I mean, is that where you get the little more of a, you know, hard nosed interrogation rather than just, Hey, will you please tell us where, what you're doing and why you're, why you're causing this country such trouble, (laughs) please. You got You got to think eventually like so far, Henry Donovan's being interrogated, but you got, but you got to think that eventually they're going to find out that Lewis was, was involved as well. Why is he? Like so far he's been, that's what I want to know. Why is he protecting his brother so hard? Maybe he's afraid of him. He does have maybe that look about him. Maybe his brother has. <laughs> maybe his brother has something over him that you know we don't know about yet. Right. Maybe maybe his or maybe his brother was the one that got him to give up those Rangers. Right. Um, yeah, totally. You know, totally his brother kind of has that <laughs> that mafia hitman look about him. <laughs> He does. He totally does. That's what, that's what I keep thinking. It's like, he, yeah, you probably should be a little bit scared of him, but you're right. I think, I mean, there's something, I mean, there could be some misinformation too. Like it would not be out of the realm of possibility that the entire, the entire, Hey, they caught us doing whatever that led me to having to do this to protect my son was completely or partially fabricated by Lewis or somebody above him to manipulate Henry into doing what he did. Yeah. Maybe Henry, Henry probably did what he did campaign. Right. But I think that's why Lewis is involved. Right. I think Lewis just kind of sold it to him that, Hey, this is what you need to do to, to save his campaign. And that's what sold him on accessing those Rangers files. Right. But I, I think Lewis or whoever is contacting Lewis mm-hmm. is one pulling the strings here. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like I was, it's like I was saying last week, it's hard for Tony Almeida to be calling shots from inside a, <laughs> a prison where he's out of general population. Like he's in, he's in solitary confinement. That means no phone calls, right. <laughs> no contact with the outside world. Um, so how is it how is it possible for him to be the one calling the strings here? Mm-hmm. I just That's I just, have it's far fetched twenty four. Now I'm I'm I, I would say I'm probably an an associate member of the Bring Back Tony Club, 
but even still, I I have a really hard Absolutely. time believing. I can't wrap my mind around the fact that he's going to come back and be an out and out villain. Now, I do think that he's going to be the guy that they call in that's kind of on the the edge, uh, you know, kind of on the periphery of is this okay to do or not. Um, but I don't I don't see him as an out and out villain because I mean really as bad as the thing, some of the things that Tony has done, I've never ever had, he's not, he's not Chang. He's not Alan Wilson. He's not those guys. Like he, and he never has been, you know, he's always kind of, even in his darkest times, you always had this sense that he loved this country. He just didn't love what happened and he didn't like what had happened to him and to his family. So I, I have a really hard time believing that he's going to be an out and out villain. And I think anybody that thinks he's going to be, I, I don't see where they're getting it from. I mean, you you gotta you gotta think that if you go back and listen to his conversation with Alan Wilson in season seven, or his conversation with Jack, you know, strapping a bomb to his chest, <laughs> um, he was never doing what he did to hurt the country. Right. Everything he did was to get to Alan Wilson. Mm-hmm. For Michelle and his unborn son's death. That was his whole end game. His his end game was never to cause mass panic or to do all these terrorist attacks or you know to control the country or anything like that. It was simply to get Alan Wilson right alone. That was his whole that was his whole point. And he even said to Jack, he was like, "I'm sorry, it had to be you, but they won't let me within fifty feet of the guy." Yeah. So you can tell that there was a a moral compass to Tony. But he knew that in order to get what he needed, that's what he had to do. Right. So I think that once he gets out, I think he's going to be the ones that, you know, kind of like when Jack goes into interrogation and you kind of let him go in. But the first the first yeah. time he signs somebody's head, hey, well, you got to go in and pull him off of him. <laughs> he gets one so, free. <laughs> I, th- I think that's going to He's he's gonna go into the interrogation, and they're gonna let him interrogate somebody, but then they're not gonna give him the answers that he wants. Other methods, and then right. <laughs> that point, at that point, they're gonna have to go in there and, and pull him off. Um, but I think he's gonna be one of those borderline. He's not gonna be a villain. He's gonna do what needs to be done to save the country. Right. But he's gonna make some morally objectable decisions <laughs> to do that. Right. And he's going to do it understandingly and, and being okay with the fact that he's going to deal with the consequences of doing that. And he's going to do it because he knows that nobody else is willing to deal with those consequences here. Here's what's going to be interesting. Cause it's going to, ha- it's got to happen. He and Eric are going to be paired together on some sort of mission at some point. And it's going to be interesting to see that dynamic of this, this guy that's, you know, been around since CTU is created essentially mm-hmm. knows Jack Bauer knows the entire history of everything CTU is was involved in the majority of it interacting with this guy. Who's just barely begun interacting with CTU who, I mean, for as much as he has done, he's very wet behind the ears compared to Tony. Like he, he's just a kid, you know, because you have, you know, you have Tony Almeida who remind me again, what was t- Tony was in the military. What was he? 
That was a long time ago. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. He was in the military. I can't remember exactly what his position was. I can't either. But either way, I mean, yeah. like, he, he's he's been through a lot more than Eric, and so to watch that dynamic is going to be interesting. To see see them interacting, to see, uh, you know, what, what Eric's okay with and what Tony's okay with, and... I mean, you've got to you've got to assume there's going to be some conversations of, you know, Eric being the one at some point to say, "Whoa, hold on, let's let's not do that part," and Tony basically saying, Tony taking the part the role of what Eric's doing now, where basically Eric's telling Keith, "We have to do this. No, there's no other option," and I think it's going to be swapped to where Tony's going to be the one saying, "We have to do this. There's no other option," and Eric saying, "Uh, are you sure? <laughs> you know, we really want to do that," and I think that's going to be an interesting dynamic. But you you got you got to realize uh, again that Tony was back when CTU first started. Mm-hmm. So Tony worked with a young Jack Power. Yeah. Um. Even though Jack was was older and more seasoned than Eric is now, Tony still worked with a young Jack Bauer. And if you remember correctly, when Twenty Four first started, Tony was not Jack's biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> they did not like each other. But um, not. They did not like each other at all. So I think uh, uh, at first it's going to be a little tense with Tony mm-hmm. and um, and Eric. Um, they're probably going to warn Eric to keep an eye on him, yeah. um, especially Keith. You know, Keith has trust issues already. <laughs> um, he's, he's only been on the job one day, and he's already got a he's already got Andy who's being insubordinate. Right. Um, but I think. I think it's it's gonna it's gonna come to a point to where there's gonna be a crossroads because Eric's already done some morally questionable things already. Yeah, but yep. nothing to the level of what Tony would do, <laughs> right. or or Jack would have done. I mean, yeah. So I think, but you got but you got to think that once Tony comes back, eventually you got to think Jack's name at least gets mentioned, right? Well, that's I mean, what I was gonna say. Him. I'm waiting for the comment. I'm waiting for Tony to make some comment along the lines of you're just like Jack was, or, you know, something like that. Like there's going to be something like that. I think you're right. I think that's going to be the tie. Yeah. But, but remember Tony, Tony's last, you know, altercation with Jack wasn't that friendly. He basically called Jack fell out and this and that. Yeah. But you know, 10 years in prison, you know, a lot changes in 10 years. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think I think, but you're right. I think, I think there's you can't you can't bring Tony out without referencing his past, right? Tony and Bill and Chloe and things like that. Yeah, you can't really bring him back without at least referencing that. Yep. What do they do to convince them to even let him out of prison? Yeah, he's got something. In the, he's got a bargaining chip solitary. somewhere. <laughs> and the solitary featurette, you know, he was just trying to get let back in the general population. Right. Let him do it. So yeah. you got to wonder, like, what does Rebecca do to convince them to even let him out of prison? Yeah. Um, it has to be something tied to Starkwood, something He's, that he yeah. has that they. Um, and I, I'm still looking for that thing that convinces them to let him out of prison, because eventually, when the day is over. You gotta wonder: Is he gonna die? Is he gonna go? That was back hard to for you to say, wasn't it? 
<laughs> say what? That was hard for you to say, wasn't it? It, re- it really was. It was the hardest thing I've ever had to say. <laughs> is he is he, is he going to die? Which would cause me to you Great know pain, fall out and cry. Um. Is he going to go back to prison, which will also cause me great pains and anguish? Or a presidential or, pardon from John Donovan. Or, or, a, pre- or a presidential pardon, um, kind of like what Jack got in Live Another Day. Mm-hmm. Um, where President Heller pardoned him for all his past and future crimes. Yep. Now it's kind of difficult to see them doing it because we still haven't seen the president yet. Right. We've seen the senator, but we haven't seen the president. So we don't know if a presidential pardon is on the table or not. Right. Maybe, you know, if, if there is season two, maybe he comes back and they reveal that in the time between season one and season two, he was granted a presidential pardon. Um, but other than that, what... so let's, uh, we're, we're getting short on time here, but you know, as a final thing there, I could see as they're going through Gabriel's computer, there being some reference to something about Tony or something that Tony was involved in. And that leads Rebecca to saying he's our in Gabriel's dead. We don't have an in there. He cut his throat. Here's our in. Our in is this guy. And then them all saying, are you crazy? <laughs> you know, we thought you were crazy when you wanted to go with Ben Grimes. You're now you, now we really think you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but you also got to remember that it, it was revealed that there's going to be a past between Rebecca and Tony. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering what That'll the past is, is, is Rebecca Michelle's sister? Um, did they work together before? Um, right. Was she, was she tracking him back when, during the time period where he was evil before day seven? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of interested to see what that history is mm-hmm. and how the girl and how the girl plays into it. Yeah. Yes. Of Tony Almeida is that's supposed to cause some distrust between him and Rebecca. Right. So I'm wondering how that's going to play into it, and what she, what role she has in all of this. Yeah. So let's uh, as we finish, uh, Joel, let's have your your top two predictions. Joel Wood, Magic Crystal Ball predictions. <laughs> well. Since my first prediction has already come to pass, um, my second prediction, well, I'm going to make two more. My first prediction is Henry Donovan and Henry Donovan or Luis or both to to Alan Wilson in some way. The the defense of day seven in some way. Starkwood, the cabal, however you want to slice it, mm-hmm. some way. Um, so that's going to be how Tony's going to get his revenge. And number two, I'm going to hold off on Rebecca this week. I'm going to lay off of her this week. She's going to break. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to give her a break this week. My second prediction is, like I told you earlier in the show, I think Isaac's drug cartel, his gang, is going to be the cells. That's get at, that gets activated. Okay. I think for me, um, I think my first one's going to be that um, something that's found on Gabriel's computer connected with um, the attack, whatever whatever 
um, Kassan and Amira are doing, which judging by the promo for next week is going to happen. Those two things are going to be the catalyst that lead to Tony being pulled into it. Um, and I agree. I think, I think there's going to be a connection with Starkwood, like you were saying, and that's where Tony is going to be um, integral in, in helping with that or harming if you're trying to do whatever they're trying to do. Um, <laughs> second, uh, I think, shoot, where do I want to go with this? <laughs> um, I don't think we've seen, maybe this isn't so much a prediction as, as just kind of a question. Like, um, Nyla just kind of disappeared and I have a hard time believing that she's just going to like go away. I don't know how she plays into it. I don't know what she's going to do or how she's going to help, but I just have a really hard time believing that that character is just going to like filter off and we're never going to see her again after the part she played, but I could be wrong. I also think we're going to find out who the mole is uh, very soon in CTU. They do have announced that there's a, what was his name? Theo, I think, who's a new programmer. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a prime suspect. I haven't even seen him yet, but he's a prime suspect for me as far as a mole because I just can't see it being the other two. So those are mine. Me of Marianne Taylor from season four. She comes in late in the season to help out, but really she was planted there by the terrorists. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that kind of reminds me. If, if not, da, da, da. if it's not Theo, then my money's on Keith. Perfect. All righty, folks. Well, thank you so much for being here uh, discussing episode five. If you haven't watched it yet, we're glad that we could provide some spoilers for you. If you have, uh, please contact us. We're all on Twitter. We have the 20 at the 24 podcast is the official. Um, uh, Joel, you're at what's yours again? Uh, at gifted money at gifted money. And I'm at S crop two S K R O P P two. Um, and then Bradley's at, Bradley Adams TV something rather. I can't remember off the top of my head. I feel bad now. Sorry, Bradley. Um, but definitely, you know, if you have some predictions, if you if you want to um, tell us what you think's going on, please connect with us there. Um, please let us know what you think's going on, what's going to happen, and we'll we'll share it on the podcast next I'm week. Yes, Joel will debate with you all day long. If you want to get him to respond, if you mention 24, he pretty much will. But if you really want to get him to respond, just mention something about Tony. Um, say something disparaging about Tony and then go into whatever else you want to talk about. That'll get his attention. Uh, hopefully, we'll have uh, Bradley and Josh back next week. What was that? I said that goes at the top of my mentions when they mention That's something disparaging about Tony. That's right. That's right. It's the first thing they respond to. Um Hopefully we'll have Bradley and Josh back next week. Um, but until then, thank you so much for all of you that are listening and making this a success. Thank you for uh, joining with us and our joy in discussing 24 and um, all things 24. And uh, we will see you next week. Thanks, Joel. All right, no problem.